Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another week. And I'm just realizing I need to check the old show folder and see if anybody uploaded a call from the listeners to listen to today. I didn't check, and I have a call. Brian has a call. So let me check right now. Brian, uh, entertain the crowd. Entertain the crowd. So I, I will say, as those of you who normally see a different background from me, I'm actually sitting in Arkansas right now, hanging out with my team. We're doing our Christmas party tonight. So I'm traveling and uh, I'm using my laptop. So if everything anything goes sideways, I don't know what to tell you. Hopefully it'll all work out pretty well. Normally it works, but I actually just booted up my computer about 30 minutes ago and it told me I had some kind of virus and I had to call this phone number and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh my mm. God, <laughs> thank God. I just shut it off and started over and it just went away. So uh, that was good. Yeah, you. I think you need to get your... Uh... You need to get that tuned up. You need to get it like, you know, um, checked for spam and other kind of stuff. You know what I'm actually going to do? And I, it's hard for me to say this out loud. I think I'm actually going to buy a Mac. So we'll see what happens. Don't go to the dark side, man. There's no reason for that. There's no reason to talk like that, Brian. You have so much to live for. I've got one foot in the dark side and one that I've got an iPhone. I've got an iPad. I just got a PC. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just go all in and join the dark side. <laughs> yeah, no go reason. Mac. Thanks, Cher. Appreciate it. No reason. All right. Uh, hold on. Call submissions. I'm getting to the folder now. Okay. Excellent. Um, huh, look at that. There is, there was one submitted. I haven't previewed it. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll hold that until it looks like it was Next just week. submitted today. Uh, Jim Craig submitted a call. Thank you, Jim. Uh, there it is. Got email from you asking me to upload a call for you to review. Hey, got it, Jim. That's awesome. Hey, Jim, I didn't take a look at it. We'll play it in the next session if that's okay. Because Brian and I are prepared. Guess what, though, Jim? I do have one of your other calls to play today. Believe Jim's it or our not, star today. <laughs> because I at, you get a gold star, Jim. I did ask my staff. Uh, I was soliciting calls, and Jim Craig came up as a mention as one of our students. So we're going to be playing one of his calls today. We did bleep out his name, but since he's on the call and once a call played, then we can identify who he is. And I think that's awesome because I don't know about you, Brian, but I really love being able to give the feedback directly to the salesperson and make sure they oh, get it. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, we can pontificate about different things, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but I love the idea that we're going to do someone's actually on live because that's what Dale and I were talking in the green room, the call that I'm going to play. I literally trained the agent on it about two hours ago about what maybe he should do better. And now I'm going to share with you guys what maybe he should have done better. So go, with that, we play, do you want to yeah. play yours first? Sure. Why not? Hopefully right. we can, hopefully it's loud enough. You and I still haven't, we talked about this in the last session. I, I still haven't got, I think I got that fixed. Okay, good. So. I'll let you know. You'll get back to me. Perfect. The commenters will let you know. All right. So let me make sure I shared my sound. Hold on, I'm going to stop here. I want to make sure I shared my sound because it will not hear anything if you don't nope, share sound. Perfect. There we go. And hopefully my tech will work. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me, Dale. Hello. Hi, Victoria. I uh, got an inquiry that you might be interested in a property. Uh, yes. And I just found out, I guess, that I have to contact whatever real estate person that I'm going to deal with to find that information. Gotcha. Okay. You have an agent, so you're going to use them. So you talk to them about it. Okay. Um, I have not. I was just trying, trying to find a simple question out and I didn't know oh. you couldn't do it. 
So I, I want to just cover that there. And this was, this is to me, and this is actually what we told this guy was the problem with this call started and then basically got worse and worse because of what we did at the front end. So a combination of a not a great intro script and then not listening well, because he said, so you've got an agent. She didn't say that. No, she not. It, I'm not even sure the word agent came out of her mouth, it didn't. but, but he made a presumption that the woman was like, Oh, I've got an agent. She didn't remotely come by that. By the way, she doesn't have an agent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear more of this and then I want to go back and I want to give the listeners a really good question to ask. So I don't know if Perfect. I've mentioned this in our, in cash call before, but one of the games we, we obviously we create training tools uh, within my company to help with scripting and dialogue. And one of the games we play is called the question game and people love the question game because what it is, is we read an objection to the participants in the question game and they can only ask a question. They can't make a statement. They can't close. And the question has to be direct, direct to whatever the objection is, right? And so I want to hear how this goes. And then we'll go back to the beginning and I'll demo for the listeners what someone probably would come up with as a result of playing our question game. Because I can, I can give you a great question into this that wouldn't cause it to go astray like it, it, it sounds like it's going to. Yeah, and we clean it up, but it's it's a little ugly on the front end. Sorry. So I'm gonna hit play. We'll get some more. You tell me when you need me to pause. That way. Oh no, yeah. If you don't have an agent or anything, I'd be happy to help you with that. Okay. I, I don't at the moment because I'm okay, just trying I, to find out simple information. Yeah, I no, I am a real estate agent, so I can get some more information for you. Oh, okay. The last guy that called said I couldn't get any information if I wasn't gonna deal with you guys or with him. Oh my god. Well, I can get the information for you. It's not a big deal. Okay. I didn't think it'd be a big deal. I mean, so really, if I'm interested, then. Okay. Well, no, no, no. No, I mean, like, I'd... I'm telling you, this consumer's experience right now is don't you real estate people have your shit together? I, I'm getting two different stories from you idiots, and nobody's actually listening to what I'm saying. Uh, yes. That's her experience right now. Yeah. It's not right or wrong or indifferent. It's just her experience, right? That's her experience. Um, and I can, I understand the perspective and I understand your, your salesperson's perspective, right? He's operating from, I'm an agent. This is how things work. Don't you know anything consumer, right? So this that's where the mismatch is. Yes. So cool. Play more. Yes. Don't mind if like, if you just need some information, I can get that for you. Okay. And then we can move forward from there. Sure. So what can I help you with? I don't know. What question did I ask? <laughs> I typed in something. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, well, it did not send me that. It just, Realtor.com gave me a call and connected me to you, which gave you a call. Wow. So it just... And what property? I, it won't tell me that. Again. This... This is why she's going to go and Zillow a house uh, the next time, right? Because of this experience. So for all of you people that are pissed at Zillow for have, for actively working to get their stuff together, this call, this consumer's experience is what's kicking us in the ass. Yes. 
Let's listen to some more. All the, uh, the only way we connected right now is because Realtor.com just literally called me. Okay, so, that's kind of scary. Because it, no, it, it works really weird. These calls always start a little interesting. Sometimes everyone knows exactly what's going on. Sometimes they don't. There were times where they, like you called directly, and then there's times where it calls me, and then it calls you. It gets all kind of crazy. So I'm going to give our listeners a little perspective on what the heck he's talking about. So the part where it calls him and then that calls the client, that's a system that I built. It's called Callingly. And the reason that we do that is because all too often agents weren't actually following up with leads. So an email lead would come into the system and they would just ignore it. So we now have a system where the email lead comes in and it calls the agent. And when the agent picks it up, it calls the client. Like it's a forced call. So that's what he's talking about, but he didn't realize exactly how the system worked. He's pretty new to real estate. He's pretty new to our team. But all that being set aside, one of the things I want to tell the audience, if you're buying Zillow leads, if you're buying Realtor.com leads, if you're buying leads from a third party, and I'm not telling you you should or shouldn't, you can't dog on the third party. No. Because guess what? They didn't go to your website. They went to the third party's website, which means they trust the third party. They like the third party and they probably don't believe you. They're like, yeah, you just don't know what the hell you're doing because this wasn't my experience the last time I called realtor.com or Zillow or whatever. So my first suggestion to one of the big suggestions was like, look, you don't need to tell them that the lead source sucks because A, they don't believe you. And B, if it's such a crappy lead source, why are you buying there's nothing good about dogging on your lead sources. So. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. And in fact, you know, what 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 uh, the big teams do right now is that their agents are well scripted uh, when if it's inbound like this or hot sort of um, property inquiry, the agent or ISA that receives that call announces who they are and that they're a partner with whatever portal it was that the lead came from right? Yep. To make it super clear. And then either they say, it looks like you're interested in this address. When would you like to go see it? Or I apologize, the information, my system hasn't updated yet. Which property were you interested in? Right? So that's pretty much the only, that's like a standardized scripting uh, that is being used right now across the country. And it works really well and reduces yeah. a lot of confusion. And, and the majority of the time, that's the script we use. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> not a hundred percent of the time, as you can see by demonstrated by this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, why don't we go? Let's important. let's uh, if you uh, whenever you're done with your what you want to talk about in this call, whenever you're done, I'd like to go back to the beginning and just uh, come up with a good question that I think could set this in a different trajectory. Yeah, let's do that. And then there was some stuff along the way I want to talk about as well. So I'm gonna, just going to start it from the very beginning, and then you go just tell it. me what. Hello. Hi, Victoria. I uh, got an inquiry that you might be interested in a property. Uh, yes. And I just found out, I guess, that I have to contact whatever real estate person that I'm going to deal with Pause to that. find that information. Okay. Now, she almost asked this as a question. I just found out that I need to contact whatever real estate person I'm going to use to to find that out, right? I might ask a question directly into that and just say something, I'm gonna use what she gave me. Uh, and how did you find, how or what gave you the impression that you needed to get 
the information from a person you intend to work with, right? Right. I'm literally just repeating her words back to her. To, and it's almost like, instead of using, you know how they teach in, um, what is it, uh, exactly what to say? It's like, tell me more about that. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cheap question, right? It's kind of, it's an easy one. It's when you can't think of something better, but better is use their words back at them when you don't understand what the hell they're talking about. And essentially it means the same thing, which is tell me more about that, right? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I would, in this situation, because she... Tell me if you agree with this. She sounds unbelievably confused, correct? Like She's confused. Of- uh, yep. In uh, the first part of what she said is, I just found out I'm supposed to talk to the person I'm going to use, right? Up at right. the yeah, end. Up, I'm up not sure uh, to get that information. She doesn't know. She's looking for guidance. And because I don't know what the hell you're talking about yet, <laughs> I'm just going to ask you a question back, right? Right. Where did you get that information or what gave you that impression or what exactly do you mean when you say you need to talk to the person you're going to use to get information. Right. And so we're about 20 seconds into this phone call because I bleeped out a little bit of it. So realistically, in this scenario, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, Dale, because we hadn't talked about it, but I would probably say, I don't remember what her name was. We'll call her Susie. Susie, um, so let me start with this. I, I need to apologize. I don't necessarily understand what that other person told you. With that in mind, I'm a local real estate agent and I can help you buy any house in our market and get any information about any house in our market. Which house are you interested? Like, that's probably where I would have gone. Like, say, I don't know what this other idiot told you without saying that. And I apologize that someone else is an idiot, but I'm competent and I can help. Yeah. I think that between what you, what I did and what you did is, is the perfect one, two punch there. Right. So get her to give you whatever that experience is or that knowledge or where it came from or whatever it may be, because let's, what happens if it's a scenario where, uh, she's talked to her daughter, right. Who's recently bought and sold property. And she said, Oh no, mom, you're supposed to call the agent that you're going to work with to ask that. Now, I don't want to crap on that person. I want to find out where did you get that information from and what exactly do you mean first? And then I can figure out which way to go. And your answer, even in that case, I might tweak. Then you would tweak what you did and you'd say, hey, I got it. I, I appreciate your daughter wanting to give you help. If you haven't yet selected an agent to work with, I can give you information on any property buying or selling, regardless of whether you end up using me or not, right? So uh, you might shift it in that way so you can keep the communication open. Yeah, and I say this, it sounds, it's going to be a little extreme. This this house is in Arkansas. So if I was working this lead, I would say, by the way, I can help you find buy any house in the entire state of Arkansas. Now, do I really want to drive six hours away? I don't, but this is something I've seen happen throughout my career. So we work two specific counties. And just because the population wasn't as big and you couldn't work one county and make a living, or at least not the living I wanted to make. So sometimes people would be like, oh, you're a Washington County agent. I need a Benton County agent. So I've become very clear that I can help you buy any house in in the entire state because I don't want there to be any chance that, well, maybe that's not a house Brian can help me with because it might be outside of his area. The entire state. Now, again, if somebody calls me in a house four hours away, I'm going to refer it out. But I want to start with I can help you buy anything. Yep. Uh, that all makes sense. Uh, we have somebody asking how they can submit a call. Go to uh, my website, smartsalescoaching.com and click on the cash call button. Uh, and you'll see on that page there, uh, on the cash call page, you'll see a button that says submit 
uh, a call. And basically it's just the Dropbox request link. When you click yep. on that, it'll open a browser window. It'll say, please, uh, it says Dale Archdeacon's requesting you to upload files. You can uh, upload your uh, call file right there. Super easy. Um, yeah, and, and by the, the way, so yeah, somebody just put that in the chat. That's what I was going to say. Awesome. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on this call at all, Dale? Um, no, I think that, you know, you already illuminated that you did training with this agent afterwards. Um, did you, did you listen to the, to the call with the agent? Yes. So okay. yeah, we were doing, we were doing call review. We, uh, we do that sometimes we had five of us in a room this morning doing call review and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good opportunity. And by the way, if you're a team leader and you're not doing something like that, you know, you're not saying you have to do it every day. I want to talk about how powerful it was. We did another call where it was actually kind of fun because we actually did a live call during the training too, because we had a lead come in that was a hot lead. So one of the agents just called and I have to admit, you know, the, and the guy did an amazing job, but it was funny because there's four of us basically staring at him. <laughs> he had it on speakerphone and we're all just, I'm taking notes and we're doing that, but he did a great job, but here's something I'll, I'll take. I took away from that call and took away from that session. Then I'll, then I'll pass over. You can play your call, Dale was, when people get nervous, they speed up. I oh, saw yeah. it happen twice. And I think I knew that consciously. Like if you'd asked me, do people slow down or speed up when they get nervous? I would have said speed up. But here's the thing I wanted to point out about that. This guy, he's doing a great job again. He's got four other agents staring at him. No, he's going to get critiqued by it. But at one point in time, he sped up quite a bit. And that was our big point to him is just be patient. So just something to think about when you get nervous, have some kind of thing. And I actually told him, I'm like, look, take a little piece of paper, stick it on your thing. It says slow down because eventually you're going to get nervous again. You're going to get in a situation where you don't have the direct answer and speeding up just pushes you further down the path in the wrong direction. Slowing down allows you to take a second and, and recompose. And, and it just feels more professional, more organized. And again, it wasn't extreme. We set the appointment during that call, but it was, uh, it was pretty good. I will point out one other thing about this call that we didn't. He eventually told her, look, I'm going to look this up and I'll call you back. I hate that, but it worked in, in this scenario because she did answer the phone. And we are actively working with this woman to help her buy a house. So, excellent. you know, it's good and bad. You know, there's plenty to learn here, but the good news is we didn't screw it up so bad that we lost the clients. So That's good. I just want to clarify something that Brian said. It, um, you said the guy got nervous and sped up. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't want to speed up as a result of simply being nervous. There are, for the people that are listening, though, there are times that you will speed up on purpose. So, sure. you know, if you're in a bit of a more high pressure situation where somebody is directly rejecting you and you're either going to lose that call or you have kind of a last ditch effort to book an appointment or get a further interaction, that's typically where you're going to speed up and you're going to be much punchier, uh, even if it's out of rapport with them. So I just want to give that clarity to people that are listening. Awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. And cool. yeah, it, it, again, I'm okay with somebody speeding up and slowing down on purpose. This yeah, was, purpose. I let my emotions take over and all of a sudden I was talking twice as fast as I was a minute ago. Yeah. Well, look at that. Patrick already submitted a call. Uh, so Sweet. Patrick, because we are live broadcasting and because I've gotten booby trapped before, uh, which means like a whole bunch of expletives or whatever else, uh, we like to pre-screen <laughs> the calls before we play them. So Patrick and Jim Craig's call, we can play in the next uh, the next episode of Cash Call, uh, we won't play them live here just to protect the innocent. Right, Brian? I love it. All right. Well, let's play your call so we make sure we get it in on time. Yep. Okay. So let me...
come over here. I'm going to share sound. Here we go. Okay. Now we have a really good intro and we have good uh, rapport building or keying in on what the prospect says uh, to, to build a little bit of rapport at the beginning. And then there are definitely some deficiencies in the call that I'm going to point out. Excellent. Hello. Hello. This is uh, you sign up on our website to look at properties. Just wondering if you're browsing or making a moving pretty soon. Great intro. You stuck the intro. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking right now. Oh, cool. Cool. Okay. Well, that's perfect. I really appreciate you on our website for that. Yeah, I, um, it's my first time moving out. So, oh, I'm, big deal. yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to look at all my options. Okay. So he stuck the intro. Great intro. She said, it was my first time I'm moving out. He gave a lot of energy. He was excited about it. We're really on track. Uh, I don't, there's nothing wrong so far. Right, Brian? I would only say this. He talked over her in his excitement. He did. Yes. So be yep. careful with that. And again, it's funny because during our little session today, I said, you're allowed to do that once during a phone call. Ideally, it's zero times. But if you do it, make sure you're catching going, OK, I got to, you know, for whatever reason, this person extends or whatever. But yeah, don't talk over somebody else. And I would say that if you do it in this way, because you're excited genuinely for them and happy for them based on something good that lessens the severity of you doing it 100%. I would I mean suggest. this yeah, I don't think anything I don't think it caused this call to go bad although I haven't heard it but I don't think it caused this call to go bad. Yeah, so um now I'm going to play this and uh, I know Jim's listening and this is Jim's call. Here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm actually going to show a document before because I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's a 7 minute and 40 it's a 7 minute 44 second call. And here's what I'm going to tell you was discovered in this call. And almost nothing was discovered by Jim because he asked the direct question. Almost everything that was discovered is because the lead just told him that. Uh, sure. So the first time, first, first time she's buying and that she's uh, thinking of moving in January. Um, Jim, I know you're listening. You didn't get how much she wants to spend, what kind of house she wants to purchase, how many beds, baths, amenities, who's moving with her, why she's moving out. Uh, you didn't get who the decision makers are. We don't know whether she's spoken to a lender or run numbers or even talked to an agent yet. Uh, we don't know any of that stuff in seven minutes and 44 seconds. So one big critique for you, Jim, is I'm not going to play the whole thing for the listeners, but suffice it to say, listeners, pretty much the only thing we got from her is that Jim can send her properties. She wants to move in January. And this call was from back in October, not now. Uh, and that it's her first time moving and she's potentially looking at townhouses or doesn't want an apartment condo. That's the only, those are the only, that's the only information we have about her. So let me just show this document real quick. And for those listening on the podcast, you might not see it. Can you see my screen, Brian? Give me one second. Yeah. So we, so we have this six scenarios question. It's similar to LP mama, but includes some things that aren't in that acronym. And really we just say, who, where, when, why, what, and how much, right? So this is just a list of questions that are really simple to use. And that's what I'm showing on my screen right now. Where are they and where do they want to be? Why are they doing this? When do they want to buy, sell, or rent? What are they looking for? Who are they? And do they have an agent? And how much and how much, how much do they want to spend or receive? It's super simple, right? 
But it's one of those things that you have to remember to do every single time, because in this call, Jim builds a lot of rapport with the prospect, but Jim doesn't have a lot of information to go on or to help her make decisions. So well, I'm going to play a little more of this. Perfect. Okay. Well, super. And, and, yeah. Remind me, is this the townhomes or is this like actual like homes? Yeah. Okay. It, it has everything on there. And um, oh, okay, are you are you a little more interested? So she's talking about which outlet was this that I was looking at? And Jim is saying, oh, yeah, we have everything on our website. So there's still a disconnect in communication. Yep. Similar to your call. Interested in townhomes because they're, you know, a little less. They just cost less or do you know what you're interested um, in? Yet? Are you interested in townhomes because they cost a little less? So when you ask a question, a discovery question, a good discovery question is, are you interested in townhomes? Or a better one is, what type of home are you interested in, right? Mm -hmm. Don't offer a solution because they cost a little less or whatever it is. Just leave it open-ended. And I completely understand why Jim went where he went. First time home buyers just moving out of it. Like we're, it's a, not a horrible assumption, although I don't like making any assumptions, but it's not a horrible assumption that this person's going to maybe not be a half a million dollar buyer. They might be at, at the lower end. I think that's a good assumption, but I, there's not a benefit to making it do the actual research. Yeah. Here's what I want to say about assumptions. And I used to make them all the time. And I made them because I wanted to demonstrate to the prospect that I knew what I was doing, that I was knowledgeable and experienced, right? Here's what I know now is that there's such a myriad of world out there and of perspectives and experience and just people and what is inside their head and whatever combination that is, that I don't need to try to show them how much I know or how experience, how much experience I have when I'm getting them to tell me their story. I want their story to be as pure as it can be. And I don't want to influence it with my, my, uh, my perceptions or my uh, assumptions. And don't let the assumptions bleed into my questions or lead my questions. So here's another thing, and, I, and obviously we haven't listened to this whole call. When I hear somebody say they're a first-time home buyer, which she didn't use that verbiage, but she told me she's a first-time home buyer, right? Right. I am going to beat that drum. Here's why. The majority of first-time home buyers are confused, frustrated, irritated. They don't know what to do. We need to give she, her a big hug. She says <laughs> that later in the call. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, you know, I'm going to say to that person, hey, first, that's amazing. You know, we have an entire program set aside for her first time home buyers because it's really important. You know, buying a house isn't super complex, but it's like anything else you've never done before. You know, you need someone to guide it through. So with that in mind, we probably need to, you know, get together, put together a plan so that we can make sure that you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's and you can get everything you want. It is October. We have plenty of time before January. That being said, we can't wait, you know, we can't wait two or three months or otherwise you're not going to be able to be in your house by January. Some version of that. And, by, you know, I also have a program with me. I'm like, hey, by the way, we got another, we have a great program for first time home buyers too, where I can get you a free home warranty and a free appraisal, if, you know, when you guys decide to work with us. So there's an opportunity to cement this There's an opportunity to say, I'm the person who's going to help you. This is my area of expertise. And let's face it, 
every single person can work with a first-time home buyer. So it's always an area of expertise, whether, I mean, if you can, yeah, first-time home buyer really isn't that much different. Actually, they're easier in my mind because they'll ask you questions. They don't make assumptions. They don't uh, try and take over the transaction. So, but yeah, get them in there. Say, we've got a plan to help you. Yeah. Is really where I want to go. So uh, Jim went, I agree with all of that. And that's great advice. Um, I would say do that after you get some more discovery. Yes. Uh, Jim at about two minutes into this call goes to, I'm going to set you up on a search and send you properties. And again, I've already told you how little information we have about this person. So let me play that part because I think yeah. it's just too early in the call. And I'll do that. Hang up for Meridian. And, uh, and just, you just want me to set it up with that? What do you think? Um, like, sorry, it's a little loud where I am. Do you mean like set up like tours and stuff? Well, I can do that. Or the first thing I can do is set up an automatic alert for the properties you want and the area you want. So the new ones that come on the market, they'll just hit your email automatically. Every So that was two minutes into the call and we hadn't really discovered anything. So what I would say here is um, that you, there's not enough discovery, get a full discovery, Jim, get who, where, when, why, what, and how much every single time that you talk to somebody and don't jump to setting up a search so early, make the search, the logical conclusion to your conversation. Because frankly, I think that the logical conclusion to this conversation with this brand new buyer was us jumping on a Zoom or getting face-to-face -to, -face to answer the questions that she has about the process. Buyer and that counsel. was never put out there. Um, if you, if Jim listens back to this call, uh, somewhere at two minutes, he tries to set up the search without any discovery. At about five minutes uh, into it, he wants to ask her if she wants to go see properties, um, but still really doesn't have any discovery going on, you know, so much there. So those are the, the two things that I wanted to point out. Uh, actually, I want to show, I forgot, uh, we're a little over time, but I just want to show one other thing, a good thing that Jim tried to do, and I can actually improve it for him too. Let me go back to this call. At three, at two minutes, 39 seconds, which is coming right up. So he jumps from search to asking her if she wants to go see property. Oh, every, yeah. Every time a new one comes in, just makes it, takes a lot less time for you. Everybody's really busy. I'll, I'll get that set up for you. Yeah, if you um, would, that'd be great. I'll be, I'll do that. Um, yeah, you mentioned looking at properties. Are, are you at a point now where you're, you're kind of maybe even interested in, in taking a look at a few that you see online? Well, I don't think it's terrible to ask, but I feel like it's a little too early because he doesn't know anything about her. What do you think, Brian? Well, and I don't know this woman's age, but she sounds very young. I don't know. She sounds young. So, and again, she sounds like she's literally moving out of her parents' house. So again, instead of, would you like to go look at some properties? I'd be like, I would, I want to, I, I love asking questions. I'm a huge question guy, but sometimes it's just time to take control into me. And it might not, might've been a little bit further in the call when you do this, but it would look something like this. We need to get together so we can put together a plan instead of, Hey, why don't we go look at some houses? I'll also suggest this to all of our listeners and, and Jim, clearly you're listening. I see you going in the chat there, a property search is not as valuable as it was 15 years ago. It's just not a super valuable, um, it's not valuable. And I don't mean that I don't do it. Do I, would I do it with every single client? Yes, but it's not that valuable. Why? Because literally every single house that's in my MLS is also on Zillow and realtor.com. 
And it's just a different mentality. You know, when I started in 2005, I gave somebody a list of properties. They, that was really gold because now <laughs> they, they, it was an actual list that you couldn't get on the internet. It didn't exist back then. Every house for sales on the internet now, and you can still find it really simple. So I, I would avoid doing that as a value prop. And I'm, I'm not saying that Jim necessarily did it as a value prop, but for that's for other agents. That's not a value prop. By the way, if you want a value prop, text people to when the new listings come on the market. That's a value. No other agent is doing it and it's immediate and 100% of them get read. It's a little more work, but. So let's, uh, I want to point out something good that Jim did. So he's now he's asking her about if she wants to go see property and let's listen to what happens. Well, um, not yet. I, I need to go back through and look again. Um, but my plan is to move out in January. Super. So, yeah, it might be a little too soon to start touring just because I know those will be taken soon. Um, well, yeah, that's cool. Um, Listen to this. You know, we kind of call it trial run this sort of practice so that um, because, you know, what's fun about showing property is that people, uh, what it looks like online is never quite exactly what it looks like when you get there. And exactly. Right. You know, so the colors are not quite what you want, or maybe the space isn't, or, you know, uh -huh. sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not. So even, right. it's kind of, and it's just fun. You know, I, I think it's fun to look at property as warped as that may be. But mm -hmm. um, it, it just gives you a little practice and gets ready. Um, right. So moving out, you know what, I, I just want to compliment you. Now, here's what I want to say. So he went for practice shopping. Now, I don't know if Jim learned that with my company because it's one technique that we use, right? Mm -hmm. Where you say, oh, hey, no, I totally get that. It, it is early. I understand you're not ready. But, you know, what you see on the Internet can be totally different from what you see when you actually get on site and walk through the properties and get a feel for what the spaces are like that you like. Gives you a better idea of what you're seeing online as you're still shopping. So it's a practice shopping thing that we teach. And I can hear Jim trying to use it. But then what he did is he used it, tried to use it, and then just backed away from it and switched the topic rather than asking her, driving it home, would you like to do a little practice shopping? A lot of buyers find it to be helpful for them. Take the second ask all the way to the ask, right? He, he said it, he implied it, he tried to use it, but he didn't go all the way to the ask. That's my feedback. So I have two little things on this. His intro script was great. However, if he would have used the intro script, are you just window shopping or looking to make a move? We could have brought that back around. So that's why I like the, I remember this exact script. He did. It was, he did use it. He didn't say window shopping. He said something else. He okay, said, are you just see. browsing? He said, are you just browsing, just browsing or are you looking to make a move? Got it. That's a great script, by the way. I'm not dogging on that script. But if you change browsing to window shopping, you can go back and you can say, hey, Dale, remember at the beginning of our conversation, we talked about window right. shopping? Right. Why don't we go literally do some window right. shopping? In and person. then, right. And so that's why I, I'm, because I honestly used to say what Jim said, I stole the window shopping script from Dale. And then I took it and see if I can, you know, in my world, I call that closing the loop. I opened the loop on the intro script and five minutes later, I'm, I'm closing that loop talking about uh, window shopping again, really, really powerful technique. And it can really help. I will also say this, and I know we're way over, but I feel like we're giving good information. So you guys stick with us if you can. The well, other thing I wanted you to get point your money, out, you get your money back for this podcast. If we're not giving you, you value, how about that? Perfect. Well, yeah, we'll give you a hundred percent refund. 
Um, so, but here's another thing, third party stories or even second party stories, second party stories are going to be about myself, you know? So I actually started adding this with this whole window shopping thing. I started this, you know, it's funny. My wife and I bought a TV about three months ago and it was crazy. I looked online for hours and hours and hours and hours and I would just go on over and over. And then one day my wife said to me, why don't we go to Best Buy? We walked into Best Buy and we got an actual feel for the interaction with the television. By the way, a television is a minor uh, purchase compared to a house. Guys, if I need to go look at a television in person, imagine how much more information you get to look at a house in person. So yeah. it's a great third-party story. Everybody's got some place, some version of that that they can that they can use. Tell a story about how when you looked at something online, yeah, I didn't really get it. You went and looked at person. I was like, oh, now it makes sense. And then equate that to looking at houses. Yeah. Absolutely. We have a question in the chat. Ellie Stevens asked, what would you ask a potential seller in place of window shopping? Uh, Ellie, we have uh, several. What we do is um, we train around the levels of readiness for a seller and we change our language based on how uh, soon or far out a seller wants to do something or is ready. And we match our language to to what their timing sounds like, not timing, don't let me use timing, but uh, how close or far it seems that they're ready to make decisions or take action. And essentially what we're doing is it's either we're helping them position the property best to net the most amount of money, uh, to discover what things they can or can't do, not they can do or shouldn't do uh, that will or won't affect the ultimate offers of buyers. Um, and we either hype up how much time they have to execute on that stuff, or we uh, shorten it, right? So it depends on where they're at. And even to the point where if it's somebody who doesn't even know whether they're going to sell or not, we'll use a takeaway uh, method, right? Which might sound something like, hey, Brian, I get it. You know, maybe selling isn't right for you at all. And, you know, the only way to figure that out is uh, we find that uh, sell, um, potential seller or property owners really enjoy uh, getting the answers about their specific property so that if they ever do make that decision, they already have the information they would need if you ever get to that point, right? So yeah. there's a lot of takeaway backwards language that we use for the undecided people. So hopefully that answers your question, but we have a whole training around that stuff. Well, well, we're obviously way over. Um, way over time. So, somebody asked this question. I just wanted to make sure um, are you where somebody at Candace asked, are you, would you be willing to share those discovery questions? And I'm not sure exactly which discovery questions she was referring oh, she's to. She's talking about the, probably the PDF that I showed. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I would do. Go to my website, smartsalescoaching.com, enter your info and say, I want that amazing PDF that Dale showed. Cool. Done. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining me, man. Great seeing everybody. We are doing it. Are we, we're doing one next week. So. I will not be, and this is not on purpose, but I'm traveling next Wednesday and then the following Wednesday. So I'm going to visit my family and then I'm coming back the following Wednesday. I was literally thinking about that as we're going. So I'm going to be on a plane both when, uh, this Wednesday and, or the 20th and the 27th. And that was not on purpose. In hindsight, I'll do that better. Got it. All right. Well, TBD, everybody, uh, please check back to your regular station programming so that we can let you know whether we're going to be having a cash call next week. But uh, great seeing everybody. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Dale signing off. Thanks, everybody.
Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.